Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Listen Carefully. I am your host, Jen, and this may quite literally be an episode that you want to save and come back to and listen to it again and again, because it's all about emotional processing. It's all about emotionality. It's all about creating that safety and creating that spaciousness in your nervous system so that you can become available to hold, face, tolerate, recalibrate, digest, alchemize any stress that you are facing, any compounded feelings that may turn into stress or that may turn into anxiety and depression and all these symptoms, right? Having that spaciousness to remember that sensations come first, that feelings follow, and then the cognition comes into play. We can really have that availability to expand our emotional tolerance and that availability to heal. Healing is available to us now. It's all possible because we can be in communication. As we enhance that connection to self, as we tap into the deeper levels of self-trust, as we fully surrender to our experience to let life unfold before our eyes, we get to know that we are safe. And so because our perception is our reality, we get to work with balancing our perceptions to then rearrange and get all of our parts online, get all of our parts in dialogue and in communication with each other so that we can feel seen and we can feel heard through our experience in order to allow, right? We have to have an element of safety, safety first, before we can let any of these domino effects take their course. So when we're born, our first developmental stage says, is the world safe? Am I okay? And am I safe in this place when I'm relying on hope and faith and trust to get my needs met? Am I safe? Is the world safe? Am I okay? Right? These are very, very basic, unconscious, and yet super important to help us determine if we're worthy of love and acceptance. And by the way, you are worthy of love and acceptance inherently because you exist, period, the end, because you've arrived, because you've moved heaven and earth to be here. However you want to see it or view it or perceive it, it's like, wow. When I look at babies on their arrival, I'm just like, wow. The way that you came through this portal into life, it's still one of those miracles of life that gets me every single time. My friend Andrea posted a video on childbirth the other day and I was watching it. And birth is like the one thing that will always move me to tears. It feels like purpose. It feels like power. It feels so, I feel so lit up witnessing it. I'm so inspired by birth and to just have that experience just makes the world make a little bit more sense. I feel like that's one of the reasons I'm so drawn to working with children is because children, they just are more in touch with certain elements of life and the meanings and the, the motions and all of the things. And we, we can't forget to really remember We can't forget the way that we need to live our lives in this childlike way 
so that we are still available for life to unfold in front of our eyes and to be mesmerized by what life has in store for us. Because it's a co-creation, because we are equally a part of this life, we have to align our beliefs with the unfolding because as long as we can get ourselves in alignment from the inside, the rest follows. It's just the part that feels hard is the belief. The part that feels hard is creating that connection between our mind and our body and our hearts and having that be in communication. So just letting all of that land for a minute. I want to know, like, how do you feel about beliefs and how do you feel about feeling triggered and how do you feel about um, resonating and how do you feel when you can't relate? You know, those are all going to be some really informative areas that show you where you're still stuck or show you where your ego still feels safe. And when we think of ego, it is incredibly valuable. It's the structured mind. It's the part that we lead with, even though, as we mentioned, sensations come first, first and foremost to inform us. They are these impulses and these signals and these qualities, right? Like these sensations that come online, they are here to show us what we feel to be true before we know the truth or the absolute truth or the grander perspective. So as we notice, as we notice the strength and how compelling the mind is, and we believe it usually because our beliefs are formed, right? As we have that compassion with our brain, because we live in such a hyper-masculine world where we really, really validate and also value this overdrive of doing and do, 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 go, 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 force, 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 push, 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 right? It's, it's important to have that balance and discernment where we can know where it's safe to be who we really are and truly are versus the burnt out feeling of like, oh, I'm just grinding, you know, and having that discernment with that balance, this metaphor came through and came into play so clearly. And I want to share it with you today. So think of the brain, if you will, if we're thinking of our mind body connection, the heart is the central channel that's going to connect the two. So in order for us to be in full communication, we have to allow that space for communication to travel, right? And if you think of the brain like a barking dog, so for example, whenever Meraki barks at the trash man, I think of me as the observer and as my larger self. And Meraki's like my brain, right? She's turning off these signals. She's going into fight or flight. Is the world okay? Am I safe? Right? This is what's being asked. And because the brain is really trying to figure it out because it's the brain's job to wander. We get to validate the brain in that, but not accept it as the fullest, absolute real truth. So yes, brain, I see that you are alarming me. You are setting the alarm off 
for this outside threat, right? But let me tell you something, brain. We actually need the trash man to come and take the trash out. We actually need the trash to be taken out so that there's room for more trash to accumulate, right? It's the same with feelings. We need the feelings to be felt because there needs to be that space for more to come. If we don't take the feelings out, if we don't take the trash out, if we don't feel our feelings, they will compound. It's like the Shel Silverstein book where the trash is up to the sky. I loved that poem. Such a great metaphor. And when we allow that feeling to compound simply because we're afraid to feel, simply because the brain is threatened by feelings because it doesn't want to die, not because the feelings are actually threatened, but because our brains were developed in the stone age. We've been evolved to survive. Anything that has kept us alive is seen as a good thing, but really just because we don't die from something doesn't mean that's a sustainable habit, right? It doesn't mean it's what we want for ourselves. So as we're noticing that feeling our feelings actually is required and to feel the fear and do it anyways, and to have the discernment that we're safe now, we're not going to be attacked by a saber-toothed tiger. We're not going to die if we slow down to feel. If we can really receive that, then we are safe to know we can create the space. We can allow the trash to be taken out. We can replace the trash with an empty trash bag and we can know we're safe that that bag is empty because we know that in time there will be more that accumulates. And we know that in time there's going to be a natural cycle of emptying and replenishing. It's going to go with the flow in the ebbs and the flows of the environment. But we have to have that deeper trust in knowing that that's what's taking place in order for it to take place or else we're going to be barking like Meraki and like our brains. So if your brain is barking at you and it's so loud and it's so big to the point where you have to lean in, by the way, go listen to Lean In by Rising Appalachia. It's an amazing song. If we're being forced to lean in because of how loud it is, then we might be at our breaking point unless we hold that observer perspective, unless we have that availability in our nervous system, unless we have that access to those deeper levels of ourselves. Are we ourselves stressed or are we ourselves able to take care of ourselves? Are we nourished? Are we hydrated? Have we slept? Have we meditated? Are we tired? Or respond to the barking brain and the barking dog with some sort of reaction? Or are we going to be able to hold our brain by the hand and be like, wow, thank you. Thank you for letting me know. Thank you for doing your job. Let's turn the dial down a little, right? It's safe to turn the dial down a little. Like, are you feeling ready to shake that off now? You know, you're safe. You're good. You're okay. Right. And we have mixed feelings about all of those things, but as long as we thank it for doing its job and remind ourselves that, oh, the brain or the child or the dog, they actually might need those reminders every single time. They may actually be requiring that perspective shift every single time. Every time the trash man comes up the stairs, Meraki might bark every time. And am I willing to remind her 
every time, even if it feels annoying, even if it feels out of my tolerance, like, am I willing to take that sacred pause? And maybe there's days where I'm not willing because I'm not resourced, but it doesn't mean I'm a bad human. It just means that there'll be another opportunity to try. So when you're thinking of that, right, the reason that things feel hard in the moment is because we're either judging ourselves because we didn't detect it soon enough, or we're shaming or blaming ourselves because we wish we could have done better. When in reality, what we can do to shift the perspective is we can say, wow, let me measure the growth that I've had since the last time I've responded in this way. Oh, wow. I'm not even like panicking the way that I used to, or, you know, it's so much easier to notice when we're not doing what we've expected of ourselves rather than to notice the growth of where we've come. Because oftentimes if we're ashamed of where we've come from, then we don't always want to see and fully acknowledge like, hey, this is the growth that's taken place. So when we're in those moments of like, why can I not figure it out in the moment? We get to give ourselves that gift of compassion and grace. And we get to give ourselves that gift of slowing down. You know, when we anchor into that safety through our breath, whether that is taking the time to do breath work, taking the time to slow down enough, right? Like as we do those things, as we take our time, as we know that it's safe to slow down and we remind ourselves that it's safe to slow down, then we get to notice with time and practice of like, oh, I'm in this cycle again. Oh my gosh, this is what's happening again. This is what's coming up again. And so I'd like to share a, a piece of my breathwork session that came through this week when I was breathing. So as I was integrating with my breath, I had a memory of being in fifth grade or going into fifth grade and being really attached. So this lesson was about attachment and being attached to the outcomes or having a certain attachment to wanting things to go a certain way. I just remember I really wanted a specific teacher. And for whatever reason, I was like very attached to it's this teacher, nothing. And it was reminding me of how the pattern that 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 pattern that I was subscribed to, that that pattern had been occurring even way before my time, like way before I even remembered that. Like, and it was probably happening even before that as well. So I looked at myself and I was like, oh my gosh, this pattern didn't start with me. And it was happening in fifth grade. And the ways that it's still happening now aren't even about the things that seem really trivial. They're not really about those things. Yet, those are the ways that we can digest them. Those are the metaphors that we can process them through and see them at a distance from ourselves so that we don't have to identify with it, right? I could have sat there and been like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm still doing that pattern that I've been doing since fourth grade. Or I could be saying, oh my gosh, this pattern's been with me since fourth grade. No wonder it's been, you know, so hard to let go of. I've had it for so long, right? And that doesn't always have to be the answer or the justification, but it can literally just validate yourself to be more gentle and more kind with yourself. We can't really shame our way into healing. We have to see that there was a reason for the pattern. Otherwise we wouldn't have had it. You know, it was still serving. Otherwise it wouldn't have been there. So anyways, 
I can now acknowledge of like, oh my gosh, in this moment, in the past, I would have been so attached to that outcome. And in this moment, I'm feeling so free. I shared on my Instagram live this week that I felt so available to let things go this week. And I don't know if there's ever been a time where I felt that available to let things go. And it was really beautiful because, oh, I love to hold on to things. They provide so much safety and security and illusion and memory and all of those things. And when I got to that point this week where I was like, no, I'm actually safe to let go. Like whatever happens, I don't need stuff. I love myself. And so like, it was just really, really powerful. But when we are breathing to integrate into deeper levels of safety and deeper levels of trust, we can know that uh, the ways that we show up can be different than the ways that we expect. We can be open to those changes. We can be open to things turning out differently than we expected. Another area of growth that I've noticed for myself is when I'm making decisions that don't always make sense, but that I know will turn out because I have the will and I have the command. And I know that um, if I want something badly enough, I have a way of manifesting it and how it will um, turn up and come through always works. And so in the past, when I would be making those decisions from the heart, but that didn't always make sense to the mind, sometimes the mind would be loud and compelling and strong and would self-sabotage. And I noticed I made a decision this week and I noticed, I was like, wow, in the past, I would have been really hard on myself for spending this amount of money on this self-transformation, or, you know, I would have had a voice come through and, uh, be scared or, you know, and noticing that like this time around, how much more safety I've created. Safety has been so huge for me these last few weeks of really um, creating that safety and that security and that trust in myself, deepening my connection to myself. I know this whole year has been about going inward. And at the beginning of the year, I was a little bit upset about that because I was like, how much more inward can I go? And even that is the growth because now where I'm at is I'm saying, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful to be going inward. Oh my gosh, there is more to find out here. And even not just shift in perception measures my growth as well, because it's not a thought pattern that I used to have. It's not how I always used to think. So even that change, even that shift, I'm like, wow, this is safe to do something different because it's playing out in real time. So yeah, I just wanted to mainly really come through with that clarity around like reminding our brains that our bodies and our hearts, our bodies, you know, hold all of our trauma, all of our cellular memory. Our hearts have that absolute truth, that intuition, that knowing that's never wrong, you know, and having that brain, the brain that's so certain and the brain that's so um, rooted in the past and certainty and the known, it's like, those are already things that have happened. You know, the reason that their safety and security is they're certain they're not dynamic and fluid and flowing, but for all of the parts and pieces to be reminded, like, Hey, we're actually on the same team. Hey, we actually can work together. Hey, we can actually like get farther if we do collaborate and like use our collective consciousness to expand you know but for whatever reason like I think about the collective of people in our society and how the patterns that are still serving us that keep us 
in duality, in separation. It's like, I think about that just to have that as a frame of reference too, of like, oh, there are still some areas where it doesn't feel safe to all be on the same team. Cool. There's more work to do here, right? Like those are the indications of like, yeah, we're either on the path or there's more to do. And when I think about the levels of change, the levels of evolution, I know for me, I'm always going to be on a path of growth and of change. And I know as soon as I surrender to that, that things will never be as they were. There's lots of comfort in that. And my heart, my soul knows that there really is not another way. Things have been feeling much more faster than they have in the last few years. And that means that they're taking off, you know, I'm so thankful. I'm so ready. I'm so excited for what's to come. I know there's so much in store. I know there's so many surprises, which just make, which what, bleh, which is what makes life worth living. And I even noticed today how I'm talking faster. It's like, I'm usually slow. I'm usually right. Like their patterns get to change. Things get to be dynamic, you know, it gets to be in the honesty of the moment. So where have you been in your head too much? And where have you been hoping to create more spaciousness and safety for yourself to trust and for yourself to be in the moment? You know, the reason my brand is magic moments is because each moment holds so much potential. Each moment is a new life, a new breath, a new season. There's so much that we can do when we feel safe enough to drop in. So here's your homework. Go listen to Lean In by Rising Appalachia. I think you'll love it as much as I do. And I hope you have a great week. Big love. See you all.